Have you ever heard comments like, the Bible doesn't say that Jesus is God? Or, you know, it took time for Jesus to get to know who he really was. Or, Jesus probably had doubts about himself. Now, I've heard such comments from agnostics and atheists who like to poke fun at Christian belief, from believers who think that they can just read the scripture for themselves and summarize the scripture and the tradition all on their own, and from those who are even allegedly biblical scholars. Such statements are symptoms of being influenced more by popular culture than by sound biblical theology and a relationship with Jesus. If you had a friend who said something like that to you, how would you respond? With the sin of polite silence, perhaps? And if you wanted to say something, what would you say? Something like, yeah, you got your beliefs and I got mine, and yeah, we're fine. Well, today's gospel makes for a great tool for evangelization. John the Baptist said, a man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me because he... All those who heard the gospel, raise your hands, please existed before me. Now it's interesting as John the Baptist was conceived first. Jesus was conceived several months later. John the Baptist in that deceptively simple statement both grasped and revealed the profound mystery we just celebrated this Christmas. The eternal word of God, who was, is now, and always shall be inseparable with the Father and the Holy Spirit, became man. Entered our human history without any loss of his divinity, so that our fallen nature could be elevated into union with his divine nature. Judaism always held, still does, that in the fullness of time, God would send his people a Messiah. Judaism, however, never dreamt it would be God himself, just a man. But what kind of Messiah, what kind of Savior? The tradition of the church as recorded in sacred scripture shows John the Baptist saying, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. The eternal word became flesh, our flesh, so that he could be put to death on the cross as the ultimate sacrifice for all time, for all people, for all sin. And rising from the dead will raise our flesh to life. This is why John the Baptist used the expression, Lamb of God. Because in Judaism, the Lamb was a sacrificial victim, especially at the Passover feast. The prophet Isaiah refers to a suffering Messiah, an innocent Lamb to be slain for the sins of others. Jesus, God in the flesh, will offer himself as the supreme sacrifice, whose blood would purchase us from destruction, 
and in the mystery of the Eucharist that we're celebrating right now will feed us with his flesh and blood for the forgiveness of our sins and his pledge that we will have eternal life right here, right now, if we receive him in faith. But why is it that some, even some who claim to be believers, deny that Jesus is God or that he really didn't know who he was or he had to evolve in his self-understanding? I'd like to suggest three reasons. First, such theories appeal to the arrogance of human logic, which is always trying to box the holy in, confine the holy, limit the holy. You see, we're finite creatures, and we are uncomfortable with mystery precisely because it is mystery, and therefore we don't have control. And let's face it, we are all control freaks at one shape, form, or another. To allow oneself to be encountered by Jesus, as scripture and tradition reveal, will call one to abandon all preconceived notions, jettison private spiritual speculations, divest our fallen nature's instinctive impulse to impose our limitations on what the holy can and cannot do, and submit, oh yes, there's that dirty word, submit to the mystery of divine love. You see, submission to God is so alien, it is so abhorrent to many Westerners, even some who call themselves believers. Again, we want to be in control. The second reason for preferring the theories and the myths that we create to the truth is that we want a savior that we can bring down to our level. That makes us comfortable. We are far more inclined to be open to a savior that shares our limitations, our flaws, our doubts. But the scripture and tradition reveal an unsettling spiritual constant. We cannot bring God down to our level. The scriptures tell us over and over again he resists every one of our efforts to do so. But he can and he does raise us up to his level, which is precisely why he became one of us. The third reason people insist on their theories and myths is fear. Specifically, the fear of being encountered by a radical love that scripture and tradition tell us will settle for nothing less than the transformation of a person from within. A love that exalts not only the dignity of that person, but compels that person to see that very same dignity in everyone else. 
with the obligation that one must struggle to lead a life that is in accord with that dignity and help others to do the same and receive help from others to do the same. From that moment of that encounter with Jesus, gone forever are all the nonsensical privatized notions and theories. Because in the mystery of this transforming divine love to which all are called, all are drawn together, each having a duty to serve the other. The instinct of our fallen nature is to protect ourselves from change. Divine love, however, is calling us to constant change. Our fallen nature insists on the myth. I have to be my own person, which is really just a crafty excuse to be self-indulgent self-centered, a far cry from what divine love wants, which is for each of us to become the fullness of the person one was created to be and assist others in that journey, which is precisely why Jesus established his church. We are good, indeed very good, at rationalizing away the holy, we craft clever arguments and theories to escape the embrace of divine love because we instinctively and rightly sense once we allow divine love to grasp us, we have to change. But Jesus, the eternal Son of God, cannot be outflanked, outmaneuvered, or outwitted. His love rips apart all of our fallacies, all of our theories, and simply invites us to submit to an encounter with him. And once we are encountered by him, we can never be the same. 